Hey everybody, welcome to the Night Nerd. Uh, this week we're looking at things that are the longest because everybody's stuck in quarantine for what seems like the longest time. And I was trying to figure out what to talk about today. Honestly, my brain is dead. So I went back to the well just over a year ago when DC released Detective Comics number 1000. And I thought it'd be fun to look at that show again. So here it is from March of 2019, our Detective Comics 1000 show. Hey, this is Dan Wickland, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comic books. All week, we're celebrating the release of Detective Comics number 1000, a big milestone for everybody. And big, really big event. And so today, we're just going to go over the issue itself and uh, do a little review and break down some all the stories in here and, and everything. Uh, first off, I do have to say, I feel like the Detective 1000 is just overall uh, better than the Action Comics 1000. Action Comics 1000 was really good, but... I feel like here, for whatever reason, everybody brought their A-game, and everything is just awesome, and it hits, and yeah. So, starting off, I'm a, a sucker. I'm a 90s, you know, I, born in the 80s, but like grew up in the 90s, so the 90s comic book industry, the variant cover thing, that's, that's my jam. And Detective Comics is no different. I got all of the variant, well, not all of them, because they were retailer exclusive, or artist exclusive but the ones i got there was the main cover by jim lee which is is pretty nice um some of it, he gets lost in some of the background stuff like his nightwing is a little too baby face but then you have the 1930s cover by steve rude uh the 40s cover by bruce tim the 50s by michael cho the 60s by serenko 70s by bernie wrightson the 80s by frank miller the 90s by tim sell the 2000s by Jock, and the 2010s by Greg Capullo. Uh, some of those are better than others. I'm not a huge Frank Miller person. You get what you expect from him with his Dark Knight Return stuff. The Steve Rude one, the Bruce Tim, and the Michael Cho ones are all really, really solid and really awesome. Uh, Steve Rude's going to be at Fan Expo Dallas this year, so I can't wait to get him to scribble on some stuff and... Um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Really, really exciting. So the first story in here is Batman's Longest Case, written by Scott Snyder with Greg Capullo on pencils. And it's it's good. I'm not the biggest Snyder fan. Actually, probably out of everybody on the network, I'm the least Snyder fan. This does see Batman do some good old-fashioned detective work, though. You know, this clue, track down that clue, leads to the other clue over here and everything. And then, finally, big reveal is that he's... In, that was his invitation to the Guild of Detection, which we've seen, you know, the Detective Society. All It's been called different things over the years. Even the Batman Brave and Bold Scooby-Doo crossover, which... I have seen more times than I care to admit. You know, that's the whole thing is that Scooby-Doo and the gang get invited to join them. And when we get the reveal, you know, we see the question in there. We see Detective Chimp, Martian Manhunter, Hawkman, and Hawkwoman. 
um, hot girl, whichever one she's called at this point. But I feel, I mean, the artwork is really great. Capullo really steps it up and does some cool things. And we get Slam Bradley uh, introduced to Batman, which is a cool little thing. And, I mean, it's not a bad story. I just, I, I feel like Batman would have been in this club before the Hawk people. Uh, but, I don't know. It, but it's still a really fun, really beautiful story. Then, the next story is Manufacture for Use, written by Kevin Smith with Jim Lee on pencils. This might be my favorite story in here. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and say that, the, yeah, this is my favorite story. Jim Lee brought his, all his talent for this one. And you get to see him, you know, it's kind of like a mini hush, because you get to see him draw Penguin and Mr. Freeze and Clayface and Bane and Onomatopoeia, Firefly, Killer Croc, Scarecrow, Harley, uh, Zaz, Catwoman, Ventriloquist, I mean, every Joker, everybody is in this. And it's a really kind of sweet and touching story about the origin of Batman's breastplate, like where the logo is. And, I, you know, I love Kevin Smith, and this is probably like some of the most touching work. With him, you never know if you're going to get Chasing Amy or Mallrats. You know, it, it just kind of varies. But this one is is really great and I, I just a really sweet and personal story that I think really shines in a book that is amazing anyway. The next one is The Legend of Newt Brody, written by Paul Dini with art by Dustin Wynn. This was really fun. Um, again, you get all your villains in here, all the ones we named previously, and then throw in like Two-Face and Condiment King and everything. And it's about an inept henchman. Uh, Matt Hatter's in there too, Riddler. And it's a henchman who manages somehow to be in all of these gangs, but always manages to screw up. Like he messes up a Kite Man escape and freezes Mr. Freeze and falls asleep and lets uh, the cops get the jump on the Mad Hatter and his gang and all all this, you know, just a guy who just doesn't have good luck and like he burns down Poison Ivy's greenhouse. Well, come to find out, Newt Brody is, uh, well, I won't spoil it, but it's a very Dini story. In all, all the great ways. You know, we talk about Dini a lot over on DC Animated Adventures. And this does have a lot of the Dini tropes, but it's okay. And they, they work and they're they're really good. And Dustin Wynn has a lot you can tell he's having a lot of fun with the art on it. And it's just really great. The next one is the Batman's Design. This is by Warren Ellis with Becky Cloonan, which is an interesting combination, but works really well, you know. Uh, Becky Cloonan draws some beautiful, beautiful Batman. I have her black, Batman black and white statue, and it's great. And Warren Ellis really shows the meticulous, calculating, cold Batman. Uh, I, I feel like Warren Ellis is writing a better Frank Miller Batman than Frank Miller does, you know? Like, he's not the super crazy badass and stuff, but he's just, you know, this is how I am. I'm in control and it works really, really well um, in a real fun story. They're all, like I said, they're all just really fun. The next one is Return to Crime Alley with Denny O'Neill and Steve Epting. 
it's a Leslie Tompkins story, which, again, if you listen to DC Animated Adventures, you know my feelings on Leslie Tompkins. Um, she's a little old in this story, which is interesting, but it it shows another side of Batman. Like, we see a lot of compassionate Batman and everything, but this is more cold-blooded uh, and not in the way Warren Ellis made him, but this is just brutal, I guess is the best way, brutal Batman. And so, it's all right. Then you have Heretic by Christopher Priest with art by Neil Adams. I mean, Neil Adams is still amazing, and it's Neil Adams. And this is a, a Rachel Ghoul story. It's really good. Christopher Priest's writing style, it's, it's not for everybody. Uh, I, I think it's weird when he does the little breaks or things you know on every page or every scene change and he didn't do it as much in this one but it's definitely a pretty pretty solid then you have i know written by brian michael bendis with art by alex malev bendis and malev with an old bruce wayne and an old penguin and it's awesome it's so great the I think it's probably the coolest story in here, and I, I'm a little biased because I do have some Alex Malev original art and stuff. I love his style. The Jim Lee, Kevin Smith one is just a really cool story that adds to the Batman mythos, and that's why it's kind of my favorite. But this one is probably the one of the coolest Batman stories in the book. It's It's really neat. Then we get The Last Crime in Gotham, written by Jeff Johns, with art by Kelly Jones. And this is a interesting kind of flash-forward thing. I mean, it has a nice little book in, but there's a flash-forward in the middle. It's kind of sweet and gives you a insight to what Batman wants and his goals, uh, both not only for Gotham, but for himself and... In that in that aspect, you know, stuff that we don't always see, so it's pretty pretty neat. Then you have the precedent by James Tynion the Fourth, and with art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno. This is a Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne story. It highlights kind of how they met, but also at the same time showing what Dick is going to be and how he is the light in the dark uh, as. You know, the darkness that is Batman and stuff. And it ends with a really cool little touching moment that, that I like. Then you have Batman's Greatest Case. So we've already had his longest case. Now we have his greatest case. Written by Tom King with art by Tony S. Daniel and Joel Jones. Which we saw them... You know, we've seen Tom King use multiple artists before. And it works pretty well in here because... You have... Joel Jones handling the Bruce Wayne stuff and Tony S. Daniel handling the superhero stuff. And he's brought the whole Bat family together and they're trying to figure out why and what for. And it's uh, the reveal on it is real nice and real touching. Then you have some pinups after that. You have Michael Yannon doing. Basically going back to war jokes and riddles, and that's okay because it's a real cool epic pose and some cool Riddler. I always like his Joker. And then you have Jason Fabok doing not only the whole Bat family, um, but huge, 
huge amount of the rogues gallery too and a big two-page splash that is really neat and really cool and catwoman's right in the middle to you know kind of show she goes on on both sides and the last pinup is amanda connor and paul mounts and this is another one that is super sweet and touching and gives you insight just you know no words or anything on it but gives you some insight into batman's psyche and what he thinks and what he dreams about and then the last story which is much like the last story in action uh kind of setting up what's coming next in detective comics is medieval by peter tomasi with art by doug mankey and just like tomasi's story in action it's all splashes so Mankey gets to just have fun and do crazy stuff. Um, and again, I feel like it works a lot better here than it did in action. And we get to see a new character, well, new to comics character, give his take on Batman and what he sees Batman as and what he thinks he's doing right and wrong and, you know, when what needs to be done about it. And it makes me really excited. I was a little leery when they announced the introduction of this character in the comics, but it works and it makes me excited about what's, you know, what's to come and what's going to go down. So I'm real, really good. It, the comic on a whole, I don't like to give perfect scores. Um, so I'm going to give it like a 9.5 out of 10, maybe a 9.8 because like I said, everything is just, awesome and wonderful and beautiful the words are beautiful the art is beautiful everything in this book works um it is already making a strong case for book of the year single issue of the year for me so we'll have to wait and see what else we have coming out but it's uh daredevil number one is up there too with that but it's awesome and wonderful and great let me know what you thought about it though let me know in the comments below here on soundcloud or over on social media facebook instagram twitter uh we're out there we're everywhere and would love to hear from you. Email us, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Can't wait to hear, you know. If you think I'm a fool for buying 10 covers, or if you bought some, let me know which ones you bought. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, I'm Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.